Nathan Foster here, and welcome once again to the weekly Renovare podcast. And uh, I'm actually in Toronto, uh, Canada this week, and uh, I made a new friend. So I asked him to come and, and uh, do a podcast with me. So I'd like to welcome my guest, uh, John Bauer. Nathan, it's great to be with you. <laughs> Thanks for taking time to oh, make this happen. I appreciate it. It's, a, it's an honor. And John, you're uh, by trade musician. I am. You've been doing this work for quite a few at, years? Well, at least one, for sure. At least <laughs> one year. But no, I've been a worship leader for, I think, almost 20 years now and uh, touring full-time for 12 years. So it's been an adventure with the Lord. And, yeah. Uh, it's been great. And, and you've, you've had some success with your music. Can, can, I, can I get you to brag on yourself a little? Uh Sure. Let me think. Um, well, done done seven CDs. Just releasing actually the seventh CD here in this next month, and uh, yeah. So it's been some of the songs and some of the albums have been recognized for a few different things, some uh, Juno nomination, and I think maybe six or seven Covenant Awards, which are like the Dove Awards for Canada. Okay. And uh, some other other things. Other so, yeah, things. It's been, yeah, it's been good. it's been great. Just uh, been very blessed. The Lord has has. Uh, yeah, use the songs to really speak to a lot of hearts. And so that's always been our prayer that the music would get, get out and just yep. encourage folks. And it has. So it's been it's been awesome. Good. Good. Well, I, you've said a phrase that I, I, I liked and I wondered if you could help unpack it. Yeah. Living out our worship. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. What does that mean to me? Well, it really started, I guess, uh, maybe 16 years ago when... Uh, I was still going to college, university. I was becoming a school teacher, mm-hmm. and so I um, I came back home after a long day of school. Went downstairs, sat in front of the TV, just didn't want to think anymore about my day, and so I, I just was ready to start watching TV. And then the Spirit of God just really whispered very powerfully to me. And I there's been only a couple of times in my life where I, I sensed God's Spirit whisper so strongly that it just was, you know, undeniable. And so. I sense God just said, John, don't watch TV today. Just, just mm-hmm. spend some time with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I said, all right, God. And I just went into another room and we had a piano in another room. And I just sat down, not intending to play anything or sing anything, whatever. Just sit down and, and have quiet time with the Lord. And as I sat down um, and uh, started to pray, all of a sudden, um, my hands went to the keys of the piano. I'm not a spontaneous player or singer or whatnot, but I just started to pray and sing out a new song to God. And I said, God, may my life be my worship Mm. and my life be my song. And may I praise you today all the day long. And as soon as I sang that out, um, again, God stopped me and I sensed him asked me the question, John, did you worship me today? Mm. Um, On Monday, I heard you yesterday at church, but how about today? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I sat and I thought, and I, and then I answered God quickly. I said, oh God, of course I did. I mean, I, I had a CD playing in, in this car as I was driving to school, and it was a worship CD, and I was singing my worship all the way there. And I said, you know, how could you not have heard me? Of course I worshipped you. Sure. And then he reminded me, you know, as I was driving rush hour traffic, how, um, you know, specifically a car was trying to merge in front of me. And in that moment, I knew God was saying, John, just slow down. Let this person in. You're not mm-hmm. going to get there faster. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, as I was singing so loudly to Jesus, what I do? Well, I stepped on the gas, right? I'm not letting them in. I got to get there. And, uh, Cut them off. Exactly. And, uh, 
And, and God just brought back all of these memories throughout the day of, uh, you know, stranger walking past me with tears in their face. And God's spirit was prompting me to say just hello to the stranger. And in, in fear, I said nothing. I just mm-hmm. let them pass me by. Mm-hmm. And all of these moments throughout the day where God was saying, John, worship is more than just your songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is your life. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And Romans 12, 1 to 2, um, you know, from the message, it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you mm-hmm. take your everyday, your ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life. And mm-hmm. place that before God as an offering. Yes, Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. So don't become so well-adjusted to your culture, wherever you live, here in Canada or the States or somewhere else in the world, that you just fit into things without even thinking. Instead, mm-hmm. fix your attention on God, mm-hmm. and you will be changed from the inside out. And so mm-hmm. that day started a new chapter in my life where I didn't want to just anymore just sing out my worship to the Lord, but look for ways in my life where I could live out my worship mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm far from perfect. I, you know... When God's spirit whispers, you know, I do, I do my best. Step to on the gas. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> I do step on the gas still and I'm far from perfect, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning what it means to worship the Lord with my life every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Now, some of this plays out with, with your kids and your family. Mm-hmm. You mentioned sponsoring children. Yeah. Uh, through Compassion International. Could you share a little about that? Yeah. Well, in, in keeping with this, this message that God brought to us 14 years ago, 15, well, no, maybe 16, like, boy, the years go fast, don't they? Um, <laughs> especially when you have kids, but um, God just challenged me and said, John, when, when you go out, um, you know, what, what do you do? You know, what's a practical way to live out your worship? And so my wife and I started asking that question to ourselves. And, and so we started, um, saying, what does that mean for us? And so we started sponsoring a child. You know, Mm -hmm. this is one practical way that we could live out our worship and have Mm a relationship with this little one and, you know, provide support financially and prayer. And, and so we've been in, in in faith, you know, God challenged us after the first year and said, John and Andre, was I faithful to you? Did I meet your needs? Mm -hmm. And we said, yeah, father, you did. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, so then that year we started sponsoring a second child and a third year, third child and fourth, fifth, sixth, mm-hmm. seventh. And, mm-hmm. and I think we're at 12 kids right now sponsoring and, and uh, it's a wonderful journey of faith as we walk with them and they walk with us. And it's a part of our family. You know, mm-hmm. we have two little ones in our family, six and an eight year little boy and girl. And uh, this is a ministry that God has not just called me to as an artist, but our family too. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so our family, you know, often tours together and, and journeys together. And, and, uh, we just tried to really pour this message into our little ones that life is so much more than just about us, mm-hmm. just about our needs, but it's about how, how can we serve others? And this is a practical way that we can mm-hmm. serve someone else, mm-hmm. um, and uh, have a relationship with yeah. them. Simple, so, simple way to live out your simple. worship. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You, you've, you've toured all over the world, quite a bit international. Yeah. 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 What have What have you learned about Christians around around the world? Yeah, great in these question. Yeah, you know, worshiping. I've had the privilege of worshiping with uh, Christians. You know, here on this continent in North America and over in Europe and Asia, quite extensively. And and uh, what I've what I've found is that um, there is a deep hunger to grow closer to Jesus. You know, no matter. Whether you lived in you live in a um, 
open country where you can openly speak about Jesus to even some of the closed countries, specifically the closed countries mm-hmm. where where I go, there's such a deep hunger to, to worship Jesus and grow closer to him. And and I, I think the, the difference that I find um, worshiping in sometimes North America versus sometimes in Asia or other countries that, again, some of the basic needs just aren't always there is uh, the, the belief that Jesus has to show up in order to make it through today, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think I know that I just become used to the luxuries of life here in North America that I forget that, uh, you know, I do desperately need Jesus to show up in order to not just have a day, but have uh, a significant day, a significant impact. And so that's one of the things I've learned as I've worshiped with believers around the world that, that, uh, you know, Jesus today is still, God today is still a God of miracles. Mm. And uh, I need to believe that. I need to know that. I need to see that. And I need to pray that. Mm-hmm. That uh, expecting that he will show up and do great things, even in the simple moments like me driving my car down the street or me taking and walking my kids to school mm-hmm. and looking for God moments throughout the day um, to see him and respond. And so that's been the joy of seeing different cultures worshiping Jesus because you know, you, you see that in different levels, um, in different countries that you go, um, just, and and so, yeah, I don't know how to better explain that, but it's, it's been, um, it's been a real neat privilege being able to be in these different Mm -hmm. countries with these other believers. There is in a, in a sense, um, a disadvantage we're at in, in a culture that has all of our needs are met and readily accessible. And there is such freedom in, in terms of religious freedom. Uh, sometimes we, it, it might be easier if we had to struggle a little. You know, it, it's so, it's, it's true, you know, and you know, I won't mention which country I was in, but I was in a country and it was a closed country where it was communist. And, um, we were in a house church singing mm-hmm. to Jesus and, and having a time of worship and, you know, all of a sudden someone comes in and uh, you can tell they don't belong there mm-hmm. and they have recording devices and they're listening to what's going on and who's there. And it's, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different level of, of, uh, you know, you better believe in what you're there for mm-hmm. because it could mean, <laughs> you know, prison. It can absolutely. And so it's a, a, you know, heightened belief of, you know what, <laughs> we're in this 150%. This is not just a cultural thing where we're going to take part and go sing some songs together and, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. go and hang out at a Starbucks later (laughs) and whatnot. You know, it's, it's a, it's a real thing, you know? So it's a, it's pretty heavy, you know, Uh in, uh, in other countries. I talked once to a, a worship leader who went to China, a house church in China. Yeah. And he says that was the most profound worship experience he's ever had where he sat at a table and these women just started weeping. Mm. And for, you know, like two hours, this went on. And so it was the richest experience he'd ever, yeah. you know, had. It's powerful. What, what do you see in terms of, um, I mean, you're going, you're doing worship and you, and, and you do well. And you, you seem to really enjoy what you're doing. Mm. Is that accurate? Am I, am I reading yeah. your... Yeah, no, you know, 
When I was younger, I wanted nothing to do with music. Okay. You know, I was put in piano lessons by my great parents. I love them so much. <laughs> and I'm so thankful they did. <laughs> lessons um, have ruined more people for yes, music. Oh, than, uh, man. And, you know, I didn't want, I was, you know, singing the, the kids' musicals when I was at church. And, again, I didn't want anything to do with those, really. It was kind of a, this is what you do, you yeah, know, yeah. when you're a, a kid growing up in church. And so I... um yeah, I didn't. I didn't want anything to do with that. But when when I was eighteen, my sister gave me a worship CD. And back when back in those days, you went to the Christian bookstore and yeah. record store. You know, worship CDs were not all over the shelf. There was like right. a very small section of three or four CDs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and so she gave me one of them, and she said, "John, you know, just give this a listen. You may this may connect with you." And so I started. Uh, I, I was going to college at the time, and so I put it in my car as I was starting to drive and. And it was a CD called Bob Fitz, He Will Come and Save You. And I started to sing these songs as I, again, I picked them up so quickly because these were just such easy songs to, to sing along to. And I started to, to worship Jesus in my car as I drove. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God just fell in my car. And I remember started weeping mm-hmm. as I was driving. Mm-hmm. I was wiping tears from my eyes. I was trying to see where I was going. As I experienced the presence of Jesus as I was worshiping him through these songs. And up to that moment in my life, I mean, I grew up in church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't have moments like this very often. <laughs> and uh, if ever, and that was the first real significant moment as I was worshiping Jesus um, with these simple songs of worship. Because um, again, I grew up on all the hymns, you know, that mm-hmm, was the, that's mm-hmm. what I grew up, my hymns of faith that I knew. And so I, uh, you know, at, at that moment, Jesus just whispered and said, John, just like you're being led in worship right now, and you're just experiencing the joy of my presence, God said, John, I have something like this for you to do in the coming days. Mm. And um, somehow through all my piano lessons and through the singing that I did when I was <laughs> in there, God used those things to immediately allow me to start uh, picking up a guitar, mm-hmm. and I just was able to self mm-hmm. teach myself how to play and, and, uh, and just leading in worship. And so it has been... One of the greatest joys I have in life is worshiping Jesus and and uh, using this simple gift that God has given me to help lead others in, mm-hmm. to worship in Jesus and and uh, and I love I love leading in worship. It's uh, it's it's a privilege and it's an honor mm-hmm. to be able to do that and to help others connect with the, the Father mm-hmm. through these mm-hmm. songs. Help me a little with, and I don't know, you know, the, these worlds, and and I, I don't want to be critical on this, okay? Yeah. But how do you keep the separation between, you know, genuine heartfelt worship as best we can, mm-hmm. and the kind of celebrity culture and the uh, sometimes, I, you know, how do we? Is there a difference between our, you know, a rock concert and a worship show? Yeah. It shows the word there in, in modern culture and movement with uh, popularity of worship. Yeah, it's that's a tough one to unpack, and I think it. I think it, what it all comes down to is the heart of mm-hmm. the, the matter. And you know, I've, of course, I think you always see a bit of the celebrity come into certain um, church services or concerts or shows, depending on who the the person is that's maybe. Um, the person leading the, you know, the singing or concert or whatnot. But I think, you know, I've seen some of the biggest um, artists that Mm -hmm. you'd know. Um, And 
they are the most humble people mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some of the biggest artists that you know, and I've seen the least humble people in the world. <laughs> sure. And when that comes onto the stage and when that genuine, actually heart of humbleness yeah. comes onto a stage, you can do a full out concert. You can do lead and worship. You can do everything and everything goes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have that heart of, of humility and you take the stage, no matter what you do, it turns into about you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think in all the culture, you know, whether it's in church or whether it's in, you know, on a concert stage, um, it, it really comes down to the heart of the artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think, unfortunately, and again, I pray every day. <laughs> I pray every day when I take the stage that, you know, what I do and what I say would not be about me, but it would mm -hmm. draw others. Mm -hmm. And again, I believe God wants to use our testimonies sure. to draw others. And so sharing that is absolutely crucial because that's what encourages um, other believers in maybe something that they're walking through that's very mm -hmm. similar. But I think in how we share that and how we present that can either direct the glory to us or can mm -hmm. direct mm -hmm. the glory to God. And so, yeah, I don't know if that unpacks that a little no, it bit. it does. I imagine there's a challenge. I mean, I... So I play in a band, right? Yeah. And uh, not a worship band by any means. But yeah. it's very exhilarating to be on stage, particularly yeah. when people are really into what you're doing. Totally. And it's a, it's a rush. Yeah. And how to make the differentiation of, you know, no, this is about God. And I'm just, you know, here to help connect people to something much, much bigger. Hmm. Um, I would imagine it could be a real challenge. It can, but I think... You know, I, I see, well, I can only speak to my own life yeah, and my own sure. experience um, because I wasn't thrown onto big stages, okay. um, you know, you know, out the door. I was thrown into very small settings mm -hmm. and Jesus. And, and, you know, for me, that was so crucial because if I was thrown onto a stage of, you know, five or 10,000, like, um, <laughs> you know, to, you know, immediately, I would not have been prepared for, mm -hmm. um, to, to, to lead or sing in that capacity, because then I think immediately it would have turned to, but this is about me, right, right. you know, and, and I did something great. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus, I think, uh, well, I know, you know, before Jesus trusts us with much, he, he needs to know that he can trust us with little. And sure. so walking through that, um, you know, being a worship leader now for about two decades, 20 years, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and just starting with the small and just being faithful to what he called me to mm -hmm. in the small mm -hmm. and has, you know, I think has maybe kept, and again, I'm by far no, no means a household name in Christian music or anything, but, um, you know, the privileges that God has allowed me to do today in leading his people in larger scale, um, from, from week to week or month to month, um, Again, I just still remember, you know, where he had me start and I never forget that. Mm -hmm. And just always completely mm -hmm. having my complete dependence on him. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I used to be so fearful when I'd get on stage. I mean, I would tremble. <laughs> I would be so afraid yeah. um, to to sing a song or lead in worship. And, and I just had to pray against that fear and just say, Lord, would you allow me only to have the fear of you? Uh, and, uh, and so again, every time I get on the stage now, even today, you know, 20 years later, I just pray, Lord, you know, man, not be fearful of man, but may Jesus, you shine mm -hmm, through me. Mm -hmm, may you be mm -hmm, seen through mm -hmm. me. And 
uh, and that's still my prayer today. Mm-hmm. Good. Now it comes. It comes through. I, I, what I like about that story is that it was God's grace for you to start small, mm-hmm. and and had Absolutely. you started at a different place, uh, it, it, very, it could have destroyed you. Totally, it made you uh, <laughs> destructive for your soul. <laughs> Absolutely. So in His love, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I like what you're doing, John, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad to know people. Like you are out here doing these things. Tell me, how can people connect with you and listen to some of your your, your music? Yeah, um, I guess they could go to my website, at johnbowermusic.com, and I'll spell it out because sometimes there's different spellings. So it's J-O-N-B-A-U-E-R music.com. And that is kind of the portal to, you can find iTunes links there and you can find Twitter and Facebook and yep. And even still, I think outdated MySpace is on there. I got to get rid of that. <laughs> it's still out there. Yeah, but yeah. that's my blog and some different things on there. So yeah, I would love to meet you out there in the social realm and, and uh, would be honored to connect with you and maybe serve with you someday. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for taking time with this event to connect. Thank you. This is not the time for me to try to hide. Lord, I need to see you I'm reaching up my hand Remind me where I stand Lord, I need your touch to hold